Welcome to another Zoom video interview here. This is Billy Rainford from Direct Motocross. Tonight, uh, we're going to play another game. We're trying to have some fun here during this uh, coronavirus shutdown and everything. Trying to get some entertainment going here, talk to some people, do some fun things. Tonight, we're going to play what name your greatest race of all time. I hope he knows that was what we're doing. But, uh, but uh, for, so for tonight, we got someone. I'm actually not that far from where he actually lives right now, but uh, I can see him if I look. But uh, I've got Kyle Keast on the phone. Kyle, man, thanks for uh, hanging out. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the invite to this, for sure. Yeah, man, it should be fun. I mean, it's, uh, I, I, I mean, obviously, with all this time we've got right now, I've been going through some old photos, and every once in a while I come across there's an old one of, of you at some event and stuff, and I've got a bunch of little things I want to talk about, obviously. We're going to get to the final question eventually. Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? But we got to talk about other stuff anyways. I mean, it doesn't yeah. cost anything. <laughs> so where, where are you right now? Where are you? Uh, right now, I'm just sitting in the office right now in Lindsay. In at our farm. Oh, okay, what? Uh, how? What's the setup there? Is that at your house on your property? What is it? Yeah, it's at the the family farmhouse there. So at the where the track is, where Alpha Track is. Gotcha. So, yeah, gotcha. Just sitting in the office and uh, doing a little bit of work, not really doing anything, just uh, talking to you. Okay. Now, are you are you able to continue working? Yeah. So right now, um, just because it's deemed residential, construction's allowed to be open, and. Uh, so commercial residential and hospitals are allowed to be open right now. So we have uh, three projects that we're able to be at. So it didn't really affect us. We had a couple, we had to lay off a couple guys, but other than that, we're, we're good to go. We're still kind of full steam ahead. Did you have to lay off Danny bro again? <laughs> <laughs> ah, no comment on that one. Eh? <laughs> Sorry. It's a little on the story. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Danny. Just joking, of course. I know yeah, Danny's with at uh, Kawasaki now, but hey, yeah. all right, buddy. Sorry, I had to throw that in there just for <laughs> to get things off on the right foot here. But uh, yeah. let's let's back it up like we always do, man. Which, I mean, obviously, anybody who knows you knows your. I don't think I've ever seen you at a race without your dad, Jamie, but uh, and your mom. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. How did you get your start racing motocross? Uh, it'd be the same, uh, just like everyone probably thinks, right? My dad raced. He raced three wheelers back in the day, and. Uh, my uncle Jody raced and a lot of local guys around Lindsay race. So, uh, obviously my dad got me on it right away when I was three years old and, uh, got a little, uh, a little Honda 73 wheeler and then started off on a Z 50 and, uh, Mr. 50 and just, yeah, from there on, since I was three, started racing when I was five and then been there doing it ever since. That's crazy. How about, how about your sister, Crystal? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she actually tried riding a little bit. She tried, uh, racing and that, but, uh, I guess it wasn't really for her. So she's, uh, she's busy working, just switched jobs at actually. And, uh, yeah, she's working down in the city still. She works down there four days a week. And then, um, obviously she has her daughter, uh, my niece Madison. So she's three years old now. So, uh, yeah, she's doing well. And, uh, the whole family's doing well. My daddy's still working for me and still running equipment and being crazy. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Now, again, my other favorite question, obviously, is the uh, the old, what was your first race number and how did you pick your first number? First race number was, I think it was seven. What? No, 727. Don't even know, I don't even know how I got that number, to be honest with you. And, uh, and then I was number 27 for a long time. That was my, like, put it on my Mr. 50 and kind of going up into sixties, I had number 27. So 
Um, and then from there on out, it just changed every year, it seemed to. So, yeah. Really? So there wasn't a story behind the 727 or anything? Is it? Well, 27. That's the day of my, I was born on the 27th of December. So I'm guessing that's why I picked 27. I don't really remember from back when I was six years old. So, but I think that was the story. I was born on the 27th day. So that's why I picked 27. Sorry, mom, mom's just coming down the stairs, uh, waving at my mom. She likes to get in these shots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, all right. So uh, what, that's, so what, your first race, right? did you race like little 50s and stuff like that as a little tiny kid? What yeah. was your first race? Yeah, uh, first race would have been in, uh, in Coburg. The track's not around anymore. Um, there was three riders, myself. I remember the other kid because he was a big kid on a PW50. His name was George. I don't know his last name. And... Uh, there's only three of us. And I remember uh, the first time that I took us, I took off on the start, um, basically was looking over, looking over at my dad the whole time until I actually took off. So uh, I was looking at my dad and they did a, it was just a flag start. So I was looking at my dad when we took off and uh, obviously dead last start first race I ever did too. Okay. Awesome. All right. So now what about like, uh, I mean, I always ask kids this, this story too. I mean, obviously yeah. motocross team sport, not really a team sport. You know what I mean? There's obviously yeah. everybody involved, but did you play yeah. any other sports growing up? What, what, other, what else did you do? No, I never really did actually. Uh, it wasn't really, I didn't like any. I think it was more fact that motocross took up quite a bit of time. Right. So every weekend being gone and then uh, obviously practicing during the week. But um, I mean, I played a little bit of pond hockey, nothing, I can barely skate nowadays, but uh, played a little bit of football in, in public school. But other than that, I didn't really, didn't really enjoy. I think it was the team thing too, right? You get so used to uh, being more of a one man, one man sport. So um, with your team in the, I mean, on the side. So um, I think I just enjoyed the one man sport more than anything. Right, right now. I, I remember back, uh, well, not when you were a little kid, but uh, just a few years ago. Yeah. You and our buddy Dan Standing, who's like a sixth or seventh degree black belt in karate, you guys always yeah. talked about like mixed martial arts and stuff. Like, did you actually dabble in that stuff or you just kind of like messing around? Yeah. I mean, I always enjoyed it when it first came out, obviously UFC and martial arts. And um, when I was a kid, I was like karate and stuff. I never, ever did any of it. But once I, uh, I forget what year it was. There was two years there when I was racing, doing all the nationals for my, my winter training. I did jujitsu and a little bit of boxing uh, in Peterborough. So me and Dan would always get along with that stuff. And I'd always have uh, UFC parties at my house. So Dan would come up as well uh, back in the day. I mean, that was back in uh, 2008, 2009, right? So uh, he would come up for a couple parties and him and I would usually grapple on the ground a little bit. So yeah, no, that's, uh, I enjoy it. I respect all those guys that do it. Something that I wish it was around more when I was younger. Uh, a little bit more mainstream because it was probably something that I would uh, I would get into. That's right. Now, I mean, I've never ever seen Dan do anything, but I mean, when when you were doing, I, I always want to see him do something. It was just pretty impressive. He's just a little dude compared to you. Yeah. He must be pretty good, huh? Oh yeah, like his grappling jujitsu is awesome. It's funny because exactly what you're saying. As soon as, if you look at the guy, you wouldn't think the guy knew how to fight or do anything, right? But um, yeah, when we grappled on the ground, he was uh, yeah, he's he's very good at what he does for sure. <laughs> that's funny i don't know if you'll ever watch this but it's kind of funny just talking about that. I, I never even saw him kick i was like damn would you just kick something kick do something i don't yeah, know I exactly. to do something but, uh, yeah that's kind of funny all right now um what were you like like as a we don't have to go through your entire life here we'll get to your uh we'll let you go home this evening but uh what's up what were you like as a student were you a good student or what'd you do 
I was a good student. Um, I don't think I was like, I don't think I'm good with other authority trying to tell me what to do. So I think that was my, my biggest uh, problem, I guess you could say with school, but um, I did okay in school, missed a lot of time because I'd rather go riding or um, I mean, when I was 14, so just starting high school, um, I still well, I was working at the time as well. So I'd, I'd miss days during the week to go to work. And then when I was 15, I took a lot of days off. And then uh, when I was able to quit school, I actually quit school when I was 16. So I never actually uh, finished high school. Okay. You wanted to make the big, uh, the big Canadian motorbikes. <laughs> I definitely knew I wasn't going to make a lot of money at Canadian Moto, but uh, no, just to go to work, help out, kind of start. I, I kind of had a plan on what I wanted to do. I mean, I thought I did when I was 16. And uh, it's kind of worked that way. I knew I was going to be in construction and, and be in some sort of construction, what I was doing. So, uh, and then, yeah, it just kind of followed that way. It kind of fell in my lap how things worked out and uh, obviously met the right people. And uh, yeah, things worked out for me anyways. Okay. Now I'm curious, I didn't really uh, get a chance to see Colton. I talked to him yesterday about uh, his amateur days. I don't really, how old are you, by the way, Kyle? Uh, 35. You're 35. Who did you yeah. come up through the amateur ranks with? And what was your amateur story like? Transcan and stuff like that. Any of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So amateur, I don't know if you guys would remember, like, do you remember Derek Fisher? Yep. Yeah. So Derek Fisher was obviously the, the fast kid in Ontario, right? He was the big name. And uh, so I'd race 80s with Derek Fisher. And then when, when Kyle Snellgrove, uh, he raced in the States a lot. And we would only see Kyle usually at Walton Transcan. And, um, but then... I don't know what year it would have been kind of when we got on a little right at the beginning of getting on eighties. Um, he started racing up here more. So Kyle Snellgrove would have been my amateur, uh, Kale Anderson. Uh, he was a little bit older than me. I think he's only a year older, two years older than me. And, um, so he was always a step ahead, but him and I were racing amateurs together. Uh, Pierce Chamberlain a little bit. Uh, he was younger than I was. So I would say more Kyle Snellgrove, uh, Kyle Redmond, um well there's bunch was a race yeah kale anderson yeah those are my kind of my amateur day my day stuff in the junior class it was more uh kyle snellgrove uh myself him and then pierce chamberlain mike island and mesley and them they were always a little bit ahead of me right so they were older than i was so yeah i would say more uh kyle snellgrove was probably my biggest nemesis per se um, we would be battling quite a bit. He would normally win. So, yeah. Well, that's amazing. It's like, I mean, you've, uh, it's like talking to certain guys. Like, I mean, you have to talk to like uh, a guy like, I don't know, Chad Reed or something in the state who's come yeah. through all the different stages. Like you, you predate, uh, Colton Fasciati by a few years. Well, maybe not in his pro career cause he turned pro so young, but yes. Yeah. You see the changing of the guard many times in Canadian motors. Yeah. yeah. Been around a while. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, what year did you turn pro? Uh, 2002, I turned pro. So I was 17. Um, yeah, 2002, I was on a Honda intermediate. Uh, that's when they kind of just first started, I think doing the intermediates were allowed to do the pros, uh, in the lights class. So you could try to qualify. So I think it was, I don't know when they started exactly, but I remember 2000, uh, 2001, I did a lot. I did four MX nationals in the lights class on a Sierra 125 and then turned pro in 02. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure on what that, when that actually changed. So I asked, uh, I was talking to yeah. about that too. And he wasn't sure when, 
because he's like, oh, I can't remember if I was intermediate racing pro am or how that worked. But uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. 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 It was around 2000, 2001, I think. That's when it. Uh, that's when we were able to do it. Okay. Now, what? Uh, what in your pro days? What was your best race number ever? Four. Four. Yeah. That's the lowest I was ever able to get. All right. Okay. Now, um, we'll we'll get to we'll get to the uh, the question here in a second. Like you've obviously raced all the tracks. I mean, some have come and gone. Yep. What has been your favorite track? In Canada. Yeah. Sure. Canada. Yeah. Uh, so Canada, I would have to say it was a provincial track. So it was an Ontario track and it wasn't on the national circuit, but it was, uh, Auburn Hills. So if you, you remember Auburn? Yeah, I, it was I, I, it, well, I, well, it might've been around when I was racing, but I, anyway, I, I've seen races there for sure. So Auburn was probably my favorite track in Ontario. Uh, favorite national track would probably be, probably be Alverton or Latouk. I don't know if you remember Latouk. Uh, Quebec when it was, I think they had two nationals there, maybe two years in a row or something. Um, I remember Latitude, but I certainly remember Alverton for sure. Yeah. And Alverton was obviously, it was, it was one of my favorites. And, uh, I would say in the States, probably Bud's Creek would be up there for me in, in, in the States for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Now, what uh, I mean, traveling around. How about uh, I mean, you're from Lindsay, Ontario. It's beautiful around up here, by the way. It's pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, more people up here. But that, what's your favorite part <laughs> of Canada? I mean, obviously, you've seen all of Canada too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I really enjoy BC. Um, I don't know if I'd move out there just with what we do for work and that. Uh, it's just different atmosphere. But I would love to maybe retire out there just with the trees and and uh, I feel like you can kind of be up in the boonies per se and not really around a lot of people and uh it's pretty pretty nice views right so i would say bc um we still travel out there and see craig fortune and uh he lives in sycamus so we're around sycamus quite a bit and kamloops area so uh yeah i like it out there for sure oh craig's in sycamus now i don't even think i knew that yeah yeah he moved from kamloops to sycamus so i think he's been there two years now okay. yeah yeah okay now what about uh any history in supercross yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know when the last year I did Toronto was. I think it was 2007. And uh, it was six, I think I raced it. I wish I did more. I'm going to be honest. I wish, uh, I wish I was able to go down and practice Supercross, right? Remember, like when Toronto was here, all the Canadians that did it, none of us really practiced Supercross, right? None of us went down at that time anyways. So, uh I just did Toronto. I don't think I actually, uh, I never did any other supercross, just Toronto. I think I did it four times. So, uh, I really enjoyed it. I wish I, obviously the air is a little different back when I was up here. We we're more just, just motocross. Right. So, um, yeah, I wish I dabbled in a little bit more and went down and actually did some supercross training and, and, uh, tried that, tried to do the whole series. That was my plan actually. In 2012, I was going to do, uh, more not or more supercrosses that year and some ama outdoors uh, just to see where i see where i'd end up yeah it's one of those things like you talk to a young kid and they yeah. you know, they always it's it's you don't want to have regrets like you want to get older and say okay i gave it a yeah. shot tried it and uh, you know no reason yeah. happen how just to see what it's like right yeah exactly i was i just wish i was able to do that and and uh go and actually just put an effort in and just see where i ended up right exactly what you said so uh you can look back and know that you you did a little bit of it for sure 
Yeah, okay, now how about, uh, now I know obviously I was in Colorado with you there and stuff like that, but yeah. motocross of nations, that uh, must have been pretty uh, pretty high on your list. Yeah, that's probably one of the highest, like top three highest things on, on my list, just racing to nations. Obviously, yeah, racing for the team, like um, Team Canada being, being picked, even though it wasn't um, our best performance per se, but uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I wish, I wish I was able to do more. Um, I think a couple of years after that, things kind of, I don't know if we went for a couple of years, right? I think we missed a couple of years or something. After. Couple, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I wish I was able to do more of those. I, uh, it'd be cool. To, I never ever was able to do a sand track for donations. And I wish I was able to do that. That would have been cool going over to Belgium or something and racing Lamel or something that, that would be cool. Now what was, that was a weird year in Colorado. It was like, it was, was it super hot and the altitude was getting people? I know Jared yeah. Malley and Kevin Benoit were the teammates and stuff. And I know yeah. Jared struggled. Like, did you, did you struggle with that, uh, the conditions? No, it, that didn't bother me. The bike, us not being able to maybe test a little bit doing that stuff. I know that the bikes were a little bit slower. I couldn't believe the difference, right? What it, what it did in the altitude. Um, fitness wise, I was fine. I think I was more um, excited to be there and I didn't really, I didn't feel like I, I pushed as much as I should have pushed in the moto um, because I remember at being after the race and I, did, I didn't feel really depleted. So uh, I think I was just so excited to be there and, and the atmosphere and so cool just to be around all those guys and all the guys you look up to and, and seeing the massive crowd. So um, yeah, the, the, the altitude really more just affected the bike than, than myself anyways. Okay. Yeah. I think that happens with a lot of sports, you know, you whatever the championship would be, the worlds, whatever it would be, you're just so excited to actually have made it there. It got chosen. Yeah. Then you're there and you forget about the actual race. You're just, oh, this is amazing. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have to race. That's the whole purpose of being there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was cool. It was, it was really, really cool. Okay, man. Well, what, and what, uh, what year did you officially call it retire from uh, pro racing and why did you call it, uh, why'd you call it? Uh, I guess you could say 18 was my last, last kind of tried to do the nationals and, uh, yeah, there's lots of reasons, I guess. Um, I still wanted to do it. Uh, you still always want to do it, but the grand scheme of things, like business for me is, uh, I was missing out a lot on business and work and uh, trying to do it in 2015. Um, didn't really hurt the company, but me not being around the company a lot, uh, definitely I saw a massive loss in, in revenue and and what can come in, right? So, uh, me have me always being gone racing motocross. That was a big thing. Was work and business for me. Um, I love doing it. And in eighteen, you know, we kind of run our own deal, and obviously with John Nelson's help and Husqvarna and that, and uh, all of our sponsors. But um, kind of the yeah, the series change, uh, I guess, didn't fit me anymore, and just little things that kind of happened throughout the series for me. So I just, uh, I decided to step back and, and focus on business and, and, uh, see where we could take this and, uh, and then maybe come back in a little bit and just go do some, uh, some vet races or do some vet nationals and States or something for fun. But yeah, for me, just take more time for business and, uh, and try to get things going even more here. So. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I know we've, we've spoken about yeah. that in the past and stuff and, uh, yeah. which, okay. Now I'm going to move on to a couple, uh, we have a couple social media questions for you, Kyle. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, this first one isn't even a question. It's more of a comment from someone who's 
whose name rhymes with Jamie Ruddock. I told him I wouldn't tell him say his actual name. It's Jamie Ruddock. <laughs> Some random vet dude in London still thinks you rock. That's weird. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> just, to, just to call him out. Sorry, Jamie, I couldn't resist. Uh, oh, and I, this is from someone. This is actually for me, this one. Remember, remember that time in Kamloops when you crashed and broke your femur and yeah. you were freaking out so much and I was trying to stand in front of you and, man, remember that was just a... Uh, that, that was, was hectic. Yeah, that was you were you were so mad at people not slowing down and oh man, I was <laughs> well yeah, you were blocking. I remember Mr. Jeffries was blocking, they had a quad there. It was Canary that I was pissed off the most with. And like him and I were buddies and the guy would come around there wide open around that berm and almost clean my head off. <laughs> yeah, I was pissed off at him for a while actually about that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna name names. I, I wasn't sure if you were all name is name. Canary, yeah. Oh, I, remember, I remember every lap, he'd be coming around like, oh, God, here he comes again, and you'd be just, <laughs> yeah. just freaking. I'm like, oh, look how yeah. bad. Yeah, that was my only thing. We couldn't move, right? We couldn't get anywhere off the track. So, uh, yeah, I remember that day, and, yeah, crazy times, eh? Okay, so for my first two social media questions, I've called two people out. I apologize. Let's let's move on to a, to a more normal one. Someone else wants to know, did you actually like the nickname Dozer, and who first said that, do you know? Uh, I think the first person that said it was Coster, Brian Coster. So I think he's actually the one that started it. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. It does suit me, I guess, if you, you watch how I ride and uh, I guess my attitude and stuff. So, yeah, I didn't mind it at all. Yeah, I kind of liked it. Okay, I got just a couple more quick ones here. And someone said that, like, did you actually prefer sand tracks or did you just happen to be good at them and so therefore you liked them? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't really like, like, <laughs> beating the shit out of myself the whole moto right but it just suited my style i guess you could say so i just uh i guess you could you could say i adapted to it and uh, turned into liking them i i enjoyed i'm not gonna lie i did enjoy a little bit of that punishment because i could see it punishes a lot of riders and a lot of other riders and i felt like i could maybe excel in that right and i can handle that punishment a little bit better per se and i wasn't much of a technical rider so technical ruts and and tracks with a you know shit ton of jumps and that i prefer kind of beating myself up i guess and and uh trying to go fast uh your uh how about your scrub skills <laughs> i don't know if i really have any scrub skills to be honest with you that's a, that's way that's a new era now isn't it oh i know hey don't worry I come, from, that. I come from the era when this was a big deal oh one-handers yeah i know and one-leggers one-leggers too yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> okay that's i like that that was a good question but and how about this one here too someone wanted to know um we all know how important families and stuff like that i mean like yeah. like i said earlier i don't think i ever saw you guys you had a race without your dad and sometimes you know your dad would be racing in the yeah the, class the day yeah. before like how important looking back was that to have your dad at every single race oh yeah it was very important right the guy that uh obviously started everything and it was cool it was it was good and bad do you know what i mean it was good because of his experience and, and racing and being able to watch lines and watch the race. Um, but also hard in a sense, because we also work together. So you're together, you know, seven days a week, every week, you know, you start to get on each other's nerves, I guess. Right. So, um, but for the most part, he was, people would probably think he was crazy and like a bit of a lunatic but he's not like, he's actually, he's probably more calm than I am at a motocross race. 
So uh, it was kind of good. It was a little bit, uh, he kind of calmed me down. So it was, uh, it was cool for sure. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, I've actually got, <laughs> again, old photos that I've come across. I found my Homer. He's yelling at you so mad. Something's flying like a piece of gum or a tooth. Something's flying <laughs> in your mouth. He was just yelling at you so loud. Where was it? What picture? I want to say it was Gopher Dunes one year or something. He's, <laughs> it's a great photo, actually. Uh, he was super pissed in, uh, in 2010 when I run out of gas. He was more mad at the bike. Yeah, than anything else. So yeah, he got fumed up at everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> and is he still uh, a follow-up question? This it was kind of a two-part. They said, is he still battling uh, Bill Van Boot Senior? They still get out and ride. Oh yeah, yeah. He, uh, my dad raced the end of last year. Actually, uh, he raced at uh, the Madoc National. Ended up breaking his fingers, slicing his one finger open, and yeah, he still he still gets out there. He rode more last year than I did actually. So yeah, my dad. Uh, he still loves it for sure. That's funny. I was always proud of myself because I spelled Jamie correctly. <laughs> yeah, the E-Y instead of I-E. <laughs> okay, drum roll, please. We're getting to the, uh, the, title, uh, the title question here. Kyle, you've mm -hmm. had some time to think about it. Yeah, what you gave lots Your greatest race of all time. Let's have it. I would have to say there's two. So it's, it's, a, it's a big toss-up. Um, it's between 2010 obviously go for dunes uh both motos they were good motos because uh got some good starts and was able to battle with colton both motos not for the whole moto obviously but uh, at least half the moto and uh probably rode the best i ever rode 2010 on uh, riding for machine racing honda and uh but probably the one that sticks out the most was 2013 um came back from broken femur from 2012 and that was my first national back that I did. And uh, it was the second moto. Uh, myself, Metcalf, Clatt, uh, I think it was Teddy Mayer. Yeah, we all crashed in the first turn, second moto, go for dunes. And uh, I remember Metcalf being behind me the entire moto. And we went through the pack from dead last, got up to, I think it was fifth, and then swapped sideways in some rollers, hit a big tractor tire got back up Metcalf passed me and then uh he went on to win that race and I ended up getting back up in like sixth or something seventh and uh passed everybody in front of me and ended up second that day so that's probably that was probably the biggest uh the best moment anyways uh was that race just the whole the whole deal the coming back from the broken femur not knowing where I was sitting you know speed wise and fitness wise and uh being able to do that that was probably the one that stuck out the most for sure yeah, that's cool. I'll have to go back to my uh, 2010 and 2013 photos and uh, dig some yeah. out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. There was were a lot of Gopher Dunes moments, actually, looking back. And uh, 2009, Rockstar Suzuki, that team, um, I didn't really recall that, you know, that year, too. So it was a good year. Uh, 2008 was a good year at Gopher Dunes, battling with Clad and with, uh, with Tyler Medaglia, uh, both motos. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, 13. On a Yamaha riding for John Nelson, machine racing. That was probably the one that stood out the most, for sure. Okay. Hey, you remember yeah. that uh, being close with John Nelson? Remember when uh, he first saw Gurky racing at, uh, well, not first saw him, but that year, and he said, somebody's got a black flag, this guy, his throttle stuck. <laughs> Classic John he Nelson. He still comes up with those comments, man. He's oh, yeah. Yeah, during a race, you want to stand close to him, close enough that you can hear what he's saying, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. Oh, he's a, he's a comedian, right? 
he sits there and he always, I remember him always saying about not, uh, I don't want to come to the nationals. I don't like being there. I don't want to go there. And then every time I see him, he's running into every, under every tent, hassling all the guys, yelling at everybody and, and just having a great time. But yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a character still is to this day. Yeah. Do you have a bike in your garage right now? Yeah, actually I've, uh, just actually bought a two stroke Husky 252 stroke. Going to build that into a woods bike. Bought it off of KL Anderson. And uh, I have my 2019 Husky 450. And then uh, my dad has my old uh, Rockstar Husky 450. So, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of bikes, lots of, lots of toys to ride. Okay, cool. Nice. All right. Well, um, that track at home, the Alpha, you know, the Alpha Moto, your, your trait was up to, uh, that's, well, obviously right now we're in some trouble, but uh, is that still something you're going to carry on? Um, probably not just with the township um right. city of Cortha lakes they're not uh they don't really budge on that stuff it's called prime agricultural land and uh the the zoning the zoning bylaws and stuff it's the process it takes the amount of money you got to put out and then uh maybe not them saying no or yes right it's not a guarantee yes so um we still have it here and i mean people can call and you know buddies of mine still come riding and that uh, i'm allowed friends and families we still prep it and it's still, you know, the grass stays cut and we still ride here, but, uh, that kind of part. Yeah. I'm just kind of stepping back from that thing, that stuff and, and the training aspect of things and teaching and that. Yeah. All right. Now what, uh, tell people exactly, I know you're wearing the hat there, but, uh, people who maybe, yeah. and I, I know there's going to be a joke here and I say, what's your nine to five. And of course your answer is, uh, no, it's a five to nine, but, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. What is it you do there? What's KMW you tell, tell folks? Uh, so we install uh, architectural panel systems. So outside facades of buildings, uh, architectural panels, architectural siding, um, any exterior facade that you need, that's what we do. So uh, yeah, started that back in 2011. And uh, yeah, things are going good. Do a lot of, uh, a lot of commercial, commercial jobs. We're always usually down in Toronto in the city doing uh, high rises and installing panels off swing stages and that and uh yeah so that's what we do look up architectural acm panels now uh now are you, uh, most people that have a successful business after motocross have at least one or two moto guys working for them do you have anybody working for you your dad just my dad oh yeah no oh, it's okay yeah that's it really i mean i did have motocross guys working for me but they didn't last. <laughs> um, no, I actually, uh, it's funny. We're, we're starting a project at the airport, uh, Pearson airport there, uh, on another three weeks or something, it'll be ready, but I've been going to the job site and looking into it and, uh, just making sure we're all on the same page, blah, blah, and doing our white, our site walks. But, uh, Chuck Mesley's there. He's doing the iron. So oh he, gosh. yeah, he works for Walters. He's a foreman slash supervisor for Walter steel. So it was funny. We showed up there the one day and Chuck rolled in there. He's building a big uh, steel building for us. So yeah, it's pretty cool. That's cool. Nice. Now, I, I mean, uh, this was supposed to be a, uh, you know, what name your greatest race ever, but it's kind of fun also being a guy that uh, everybody knew and then uh, you're not at the races uh, like you used to be. Yeah. It kind of falls into a, uh, where are they now sort of thing. So we kind of uh, able to find that out too. So it's kind of, we uh, yeah. got two birds stoned at once. <laughs> I don't know if that's how that one goes. <laughs> Too much trailer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, um, 
man, I appreciate, I appreciate your time. You're hanging out and these things are fun to do kind of thing. And they're nice. Yeah, for sure. You're uh, It's great to, uh, who, who should we bug next? I don't know. Who you should, how many have you done so far? I don't know. I've lost count. Three. Look. <laughs> oh, there's lots of guys you'll be able to pick for this one. Yeah. yeah I know it's cool doing it for sure. Somebody, I don't, I thought I had his contact. I need uh, Ross Peterson's contact. So I'm going to have to, uh, get that, that would be a good one. Yeah. What about Mike, Mike Harnden? Mike Harnden yeah. too. That would be an entertaining one for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I mean, obviously the list is not endless, but it's darn close. So, uh, yeah, we got, uh, yeah. lots of fun stuff we can do, but Hey man. Yeah. Thanks. Do you want to, uh, before we let you go, do you want to uh, thank some people or what? Nope. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I don't ride bikes anymore. Right. But yeah, no, uh, just thank everybody, all the fans, people for, for uh, the viewers listening in. And, uh, I mean, to everybody that's ever been around moto and, and keeping it going and that, uh, I mean, I still, I still keep track of everything. I still watch things and, uh, uh, watch a lot of the AMA stuff, obviously, but, uh, yeah, you'll see me around again. Just taking a bit of time. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, why don't you take the rest of the day off? <laughs> oh, thanks, Billy. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, let's wrap it up All there. Right. But that was fun. Thank you very much for doing that. I'm going to go find some 2010 and 2013 photos and, uh, or maybe even a late yeah. find some and, uh, see what we yeah. got. For sure, Billy. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye.